1: joe Pags
0: show to talk to joe call 888-941-PAGS and now it's joe Pags.
1: hey glad to have you thanks a lot for stopping by there's a lot going on there's a lot to get to we'll continue talking about the raid at mar-a-lago we'll also get into a piece of video that i have of uh, nancy pelosi talking about china i'm still confused about nancy pelosi in china and Taiwan, and what she's saying now, and now they're backtracking and saying she didn't mean to say that. The whole thing is very screwy. Kerry, do you have any idea how we stand on China in this country? Uh, no, because one day we're for Taiwan is free uh, yes. and liberated and independent. The next day we're for the one America, uh, the, the one China policy. What? I don't know where we are on it because they're both they are exactly the opposite. One, saying there's a free Taiwan and its own independent country that is not the one China policy, because the one China policy includes Taiwan as part of China. So Pelosi, the badass, oh, get on my plate and go to Taiwan, watch me. She decides to go on NBC and talk about how China's a democracy. Carrie, is China a democracy? No. No. No, it's not. In fact, great answers, by the way. Um, so we'll get into that. I've got a piece of video that I will show you if you want to see her dumb face. And uh, can I say dumb face to the Speaker of the House or not?
0: Um, well, you did. So.
1: And then Savannah Guthrie at dumb. NBC, uh, she agrees that it's a terrific democracy that China. What? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm, I mean, okay. come on. What are we talking about here? <laughs> So stop by uh, the website, JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now if you want to see her dumb face. Carrie, uh, normally I do that and more people show up, right? Yeah, okay. People might not show up because I'm telling <laughs> them to look at her dumb face. <laughs> that could actually go against the grain, couldn't it? It could, possibly. Uh, it it might. Careful. All right, Joe Pags show. Glad to have you here on a Tuesday. <laughs> Crazy Train Tuesday. That is the Chocolate Voice. How's it going, Carrie? Better than okay. You seem great to me. Thank you. Paul will get it done. Sam in the house, staying dry. Sam is it still storming?
0: Let's slow down a little bit.
1: Can you send some to Texas, I'm please? So jealous. <sighs> we don't even know what that is anymore. I know. If water fell from I the know. sky, Carrie, we'd be what? scared. We'd be what like, is
0: what is it? I know. It's
1: Like major drought time. It turns out it's because cows fart and I drive an SUV. Mm, climate change. That's probably it. 888 pags 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We'll certainly continue talking about it. And see, let's open the phone lines because a lot of people, we were blowing the phone lines up at last hour, and a lot of people didn't get to get their question through or their comment about the Mar-a-Lago raid. If you missed my interview with Rudy Giuliani, I'm not sure what your problem is. You know what I mean, Carrie? They must have a problem if they missed that.
0: I mean, exactly. What were we asking for, Three hours? Out of Hello? 24. I mean, that's not too much at all, really. It's,
1: it's a, merely a fraction. A
0: drop in the bucket.
1: Are you kidding me? It's one twelfth of the day. Exactly. Is know what it is? No, it's not one twelfth. One eighth of the day yeah. is what it is. So um, Giuliani came on graciously, and again, he had no time, but he gave us 16 minutes, which is awesome. And he talked about the fact that a second lock was put on the safe at Mar-a-Lago. Turns out Trump and his lawyers have been dealing with the Department of Justice to figure out if the stuff that he has from the White House was classified and couldn't be removed, or if it, there's an argument about whether he could or couldn't have it for his own archives, or had to go to the National Archives, and that seems to be a pretty simple problem to solve. Okay, is it or is it not stuff that he can have? If he can't have it; he gives it back. And generally speaking, you get a subpoena, and you subpoena certain items. And if you don't show up with the items, then you can execute a search warrant and go in and do what they did yesterday. They never did the subpoena step. They never asked for it. And in the conversations about whether they were going to be turning it over, according to Rudy, they said, okay, we're going to put a second padlock on this safe to make sure nobody can get in there. So Trump had one lock. The FBI had another lock. Then they show up in this raid like idiots. And and by the way, did you notice that the big media is starting to call it? was just a they were just serving a search warrant. It wasn't a raid at all. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I've I heard that. They literally are changing the verbiage they're using, so they show up and don't have the key to the lock. So now they have to break into the safe, which is ridiculous. As they show up, you know, in force, for no reason whatsoever. Because again, there was a con- there were conversations happening on a legal in a legal sense about straightening out whatever the issue is here. And when Trump put out his announcement last night. That's how we found out. Carrie, did you find it sneaky and a little bit different as a journalist that CNN and MSNBC and the New York Post and the Washington, or the New York Times, I should say, in the Washington Post didn't leak this first. It was first told to us by Trump himself. I found that to be weird.
0: Um, Yeah, I would call that a little sneaky.
1: We'll have Roger Stone on tomorrow. You know what happened with Roger Stone.
0: Oh, yeah. It was in the middle Six of the night. Six o'clock in the morning oh, okay. in his yeah. underwear.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, still dark out. I, somebody today said five o'clock in the morning. I'm not sure about that, but it was early in the morning for no reason. He's a seventy-something-year-old guy who wasn't going to go anywhere. If he, they wanted him to come in, he, he would have. But guess who was there documenting the entire thing from start to finish? <laughs> CNN. Ooh. Hmm. So they got tipped it. off. Isn't that? Don't you find that weird that they didn't get tipped off on this one?
0: Uh, yeah, I do.
1: I mean, they're, they're, there are a lot of moving parts in the story. Yeah. It's very surprising because you've got DOJ members who are, like, they've got direct lines to any CNN, any MSNBC that they want. So that the fact that they didn't do that is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people want to be heard on this. And, and what Rudy asked me during that interview, and I, I gave him the best answer I could, was why are we surprised? And my answer is a simple one. I'm surprised because after they've done it five, six, ten times, and we've... Expose them every time. You would figure they would learn and stop trying it, but I guess that is a bit naive. No, 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 no. Because they're not they're not stopping. So at the end of the day, what we have is either a confusion between the DOJ and Trump, and it all gets cleared up, or as Rudy said, they're going to try to charge him with something. And although the penalty is not a steep one, if in fact he took something from the White House that he wasn't supposed to. What goes along with that, in accordance with that, if he's found guilty, guess what, Kerry? What? He can't run again. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to think, with the J6 committee, the allegation that he caused the riots, which of course he didn't, the allegation that he was trying to get dirt on his rival, Biden, by having that phone, phone conversation with Ukraine, by alleging that he tried to get fake votes to show up in Georgia or Arizona, um, they've tried everything they can to stop him from running again. Because keep in mind, if you're impeached and found guilty, you're not allowed to hold office nor run for office again. He was exonerated both times. It's kind of amazing. So here we are in this day and age of all this technology, and we see what they're trying to do. Every end game in everything they're trying is Trump can't run again. And I've said it from day one, and a lot of you have said it as well. Just beat him. If you if you don't want him to be the president again, I have an idea. Put up a good candidate and beat him. And because of what i learned from 2,000 mules, I don't think they beat him in the year 2020. But if they have to run against him again in 2024, just beat him. Put up a good candidate. Put up a good agenda. Put up a good plan. Convince more Americans to vote for you than for Trump. Why is that so outlandish? It should be an actual simple answer. Oh, it's okay. He can run again. We'll just beat him. But for them to pull out all the stops and try everything they possibly can to stop him from even being on the ballot again tells you everything you need to know. They know they didn't beat him last time. And they know damn well they can't beat him this time because the Zucker boxes will go away. And the duplicates and and the votes from people outside the area will not count in Maricopa County. And in Detroit, they can't, you know, have trucks in the middle of the night doing whatever they're doing. And in Atlanta, they can't fake like there's a water main break. And then suddenly something comes out from under the table, as the media is told to leave. They know they can't beat them. That's why they're doing this. 888-941-PAGS, 888 7247 I want to hear from you on this. Let me go to David, who's in Indiana. David, what's going on? Hey, Joe. Uh, you know, th- this is an insult to my intelligence, and it should be an insult to everyone else's intelligence. These are the same people that accused Trump of trying to take out a future political rival when Trump called the president of Ukraine wanting to know about Burisma and Hunter Biden. Right. And then here, and here they're doing exactly what they accused him of. Right. I mean, what, do they think we're just we're absent-minded? We don't have memories? Yes. They do, or they hope, or they don't I mean, care. I mean, this should be a wake-up call to Republicans and Democrats These people will do anything and everything to hold on to power. Yes. David, I'm with you, and I hear you. I actually tweeted about this yesterday. Put it on Truth. Put it on Getter as well. Make sure you go to JoePags.com and click on your favorite social media. Follow me there. Uh, And also click on Watch Now. I'm going to show that Nancy Pelosi video in a second. Actually, after the break, we'll show that. But um, I said this last night. They impeached Donald Trump because of the phone call he made to Ukraine. And in that phone call, he was asking about what was going on with Burisma and the possibility of corruption with the Biden family. Well, he was impeached because allegedly he was uh, he he was going to hold back weapons or something if you didn't give me dirt on my political rival. Of course, he didn't say that. And he was smart enough to release the transcript almost immediately. And they still impeached him on it. And now Biden shows up at his political rival's house and, uh, and, and again today said he didn't know. I didn't know they were going to do that. But this is exactly what's going on. This politicized DOJ is going after Trump, and they're trying to stop him from ever running again. This is getting dirt on his political rival for Joe Biden or whoever it is that's pulling the strings. This is no different. Very good point. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags dot com. Let me tell you about uh, the the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's a great, it's a great proven oxy technology filled air purifier. I want you to get some of these in your house. We've got four in the house now. And it smells like a thunderstorm came through, so it's fresh and clean air. No matter where you you put it, it gets rid of mildewy smells. Musty smells, they just vanish after just a few seconds of the thunderstorm being on. Over 265000 already sold. You know it works. Any odor is going to disappear when you use the thunderstorm. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. And best of all, no filters to buy. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home protection. Get three units for under 200 bucks. It's a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers that can go for over $600. You don't want to deal with them. Get one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, your kitchen, anywhere you need clean fresh air, and go to the website right now and save a bunch of money. Go to Edenpuredeals.com, put in discount code PAGS3 and save 200 dollars That's Edenpuredeals.com, code PAGS the number three. Shipping is free. Back after this on the Joe Pag Show.
0: Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.
1: I appreciate you stopping by. Keep in mind, about 11 minutes from now, it'll be Dr. Katie Kuhlman. Dr. Kuhlman, you've seen her on Fox News. You've seen her on Newsmax. You can see her on my show all the time as well. I talked to her about the psychology of watching this go down yesterday at Mar-a-Lago. We, as Americans, seeing the current administration going after the previous administration so egregiously and seeing this happen out of the blue. I mean, what is our reaction initially? Do people actually say, well, forget Trump. He must be no good. Do they automatically say, I support Trump even more now? because um, here's Biden going after him because he's so afraid of him? Um, is this? Do, do people say, I'm getting out of this? I'm not even going to think about it? I mean, what reaction do we have psychologically when we see this go down? And all the politics being played, it's just absolutely nuts. Plus, we talk about defunding the police. We talk about a lot of police leaving even before their pensions start. Make sure you stick around. About 10 minutes from now, it'll be Dr. Kuhlman right here on the Joe Pag Show. Got to tell you about um, Congress. Reach in another deal to, to raise billions, if not trillions of dollars. They just keep on moving the debt ceiling. It's something you can't do. If you're buried in bills, trying to keep up with all the credit card, signature loans, internet loans, and timeshares, get off the treadmill, get some total financial freedom, and get it right now. If you more, owe oh, more than $10,000, these people have been doing a great job helping people like you for over 15 years. Helping people resolve their debts, cut payments in half. Give them a call right now. 800-833-9444. 800 833-9444. Call and ask about the free book, The Debt Dietitian. You get it by mentioning my name. And get that, that free book. Learn how you can easily cut your payments. That's what it does. The Debt Dietitian. Ask for it. Tell them my name and you'll get it. You're going to appreciate their team, like-minded people, with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. No complaints ever, which is awesome. Call Total Financial right now at 1-800-833-9444. Again, one 800 833 Ninety-four forty-four. You got nothing to lose. Maybe cut those debts. That's for sure. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be line two and Thomas in Florida. Thomas, what's going on? Hi.
0: Hey Joe, thanks for taking my call. You bet. First time caller. Thanks, man. Hey, um, so yeah, I'm still in shock over last night, and then I hear the White House report that President Biden found out about the uh, the raid the same way we did. And in my opinion, that makes him look even even more incompetent than he already
1: is. Well, it's trying to give him cover, Thomas, that that he wasn't the one who did it, because that then we could say that he's going after his political rival. But you don't believe that the administration we, didn't know, right? I mean, come on.
0: That's bull, that is bull crap. Yes. So.
1: You and I agree. Well, T- oh, Thomas, you're right. Uh, it, it is bull crap. Um, and other people have said the S word a lot, like Megyn Kelly and Dan Bongino. Yeah, you hear, I mean, they're just dropping it everywhere, Kerry.
0: Jealous. Hmm. But, Let, let's, nice? let's i'll say one
1: two three we'll both say it no no come on let's Mm-mm. i dare you
0: no i'm not triple going dog? to do it nope no no no
1: not even a triple dog dare
0: not on this microphone no sir wow why don't you do it i'll count to three and then okay. you say the word ready
1: okay you go first and i'll say it right after No, let's no, go. no
0: you say it one
1: let's two. say your favorite word let's just go for it <laughs>
0: No, they'll really be in trouble.
1: No, let me go back to the phone lines before we get in big trouble here. Let me say hello and welcome to uh, Marilyn, who is in California. Marilyn, what's going on? Hi,
0: hi. I just wanted to give you uh, my take on that Please. raid at Mar-a-Lago yesterday. Yeah. Uh, since it was done by all the swamp people, uh, no previous knowledge given to anyone else. I believe that uh, what they they did it for was to plant information in miralago somewhere that they will bring out later they're not going to do it right away because it would be kind of obvious but i'll bet you in the next week or two we hear about some terrible thing that trump had had done and taken papers that he shouldn't have taken
1: well, you've got a lot of company. Well, well, Maryland. no, I hear you. And a lot of people are on in your camp with this. A lot of people agree with you. A lot of people have already called today. Uh, and, and I certainly agree. Um, I don't like that, that lawyers were told what they could or couldn't see or where they could or couldn't be. I don't like that they showed up with a search warrant knowing that Trump wasn't going to be there. I don't like that they had to cut into the safe. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure what exactly they thought they were going to get done. But somebody needs to go put a microphone in the face of the magistrate in South Florida who said, yeah, sure, a warrant sounds good, because it doesn't make sense. And here's a guy that, again, is connected somehow to the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case, which, again, stinks of high heaven, or too high heaven. Let me go to uh, line one. Is going to be Ron in Daytona Beach. What's happening, Ron?
0: Hey, Joe, how you going? Listen, Listen, I am getting frustrated with people on social media who keep saying, well, what
1: are we going to do? When are we going to take our country back? Everybody's sitting around doing nothing. And I pose the question back to them, okay, tell me what we're supposed to do. So I'm going to pose this question to you. If you were asked that, how do we take our country back? What would you tell them? You've you got to win the midterms. Obviously, you've got to turn the House and the Senate over to stop this radical agenda. That's how you do it. Plus, if you get the House back, which holds the, the purse strings, and nobody is talking about this, Ron, you've got to shut off the funding to the Department of Justice until they get right. Because right, they, they have yeah. the ability to stop funding them. Yeah. I was suggesting that we should go through the states. I noticed that Ron DeSantis, a great governor in Florida, has come out and really smashed Biden on this one. Yeah, well, he should. But but what is he going to do? Um, you, you'll notice that Palm Beach County Sheriff's Department didn't stop the FBI from going in. The Florida State Police didn't stop the FBI from going in. So, Everything I mean, so, so Ron DeSantis can say it. Um, but, but, and, and as much as I believe him, Ron DeSantis is a great governor. I don't know that he has the ability to stop the feds who have a signed search warrant from going and doing what they did yesterday. Do you? Yeah, I do. You think that he can can, do that? Yeah.
0: So he's got a search warrant, which is
1: legal. Hold on. A magistrate signed the search warrant, which makes it legal. And you're telling me that Ron DeSantis can send the Florida state troopers to go stop the FBI from going in.
0: They can go and verify that they got the information and be there, make sure that they don't do anything strange. The
1: warrant is the warrant. Now, being there and observing, I'm with you. I hear you on that. Uh, But he can't. We're not going to get into a gunfight with the FBI. They've got a signed warrant. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying just to make sure that nothing funny goes on. I I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I think that Trump's uh, security was still there. Ron, I appreciate it. Um I saw some people outside the gates and and I believe that was the same guy that was there with the with the rifle when I was there. So I mean Trump's people were still there. I just don't know how much access they had. We're gonna find out even more as we go. But I don't think that any any governor has the right to say, screw your warrant, you can't go and do this. I don't think that they have that ability. We come back, Dr. Kuhlman, about the psychology of watching something like this go down and people playing politics. Stay here.
0: This is the Joe Pag Show.
1: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this young lady back. It is Dr. Katherine Coolman. She's a clinical psychologist. And we love having you on. Katie, how are you? Good to see you.
0: I'm wonderful, Joe. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well, and you are wonderful. I agree with you. You know, there's so much going on. We talked about this briefly before we started today, and it's not necessarily why you were coming on today. We have you on at least once a month, and it's generally on a Tuesday, and, and more than that if something else pops up. But, but with Mar-a-Lago yesterday and the raid on a former president's home, um, and he wasn't even there. It was very strange how this thing unfolded. This is wreaking havoc on people when it comes to politics and the psyche that goes along with your political persuasion. Like already, there's a, a bit of a division on the, on, the, on the Republican side. Some people are done with Trump, very few. Other people, Trump is the next guy again, and we have to support him, America first, go, go, go. Well, this took a lot of steam out of some people, and this made some other people mad. So is it a normal reaction to viscerally feel like the raid was happening to you as you watch this unfold on the news?
0: Well, I I don't think so. You know, I think that, Trump's persona—I mean, the, the way that he pulls people in, uh, people become very attached to him yes. um, and his right, right, and his his entire platform. Just the way that he interacts with people. I mean, when he does a rally, like you feel like he's speaking to your heart, yeah. right? And so I think a lot of people really appreciate that about the president. Um, and he was like the people's president. Like he—he he was really the guy that I feel like a lot of people felt like understood the plight of the general American people. And so obviously, twenty twenty. Felt like a huge loss to a lot of us, and it felt like this personal attack, right? Because I think that you know a lot of people saw Trump as kind of this this beacon of hope, this yeah. guiding light. To, he's going to you know run again. He's going to be the next president, um, and it gave a lot. It, and maybe still does give a lot of people hope about what the future looks like. Um, and now that we have seen this, you know, F- the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, a lot of that comes into question. Can he even run again? Is this going to be like a black mark on his record? You know. What's the rest of the story? What don't we know?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting angle because you're right. um, They impeached him twice. He was exonerated both times. But now his competitors, the other side, can say he was twice impeached. Now they're going to be able to say the FBI raided his house. Even if it was invalid, which by all accounts, even from Alan Dershowitz, who's a lefty, um, he says that was invalid. They should have subpoenaed the information. If they didn't answer the subpoena, then maybe you go there. You don't just show up knowing that he's not there and, and, and take a bunch of stuff and, and cause all this havoc. So w- what about that? Is there wordplay, politically speaking, and it, again, those of us listening to it will psychologically react, but is there wordplay now they can say, well, he's been raided by the FBI. Why would you vote for him?
0: I think absolutely. I mean, we we criticized Bill Clinton when he was running because he smoked marijuana once. Right. I mean, who who cares about that now? Um, An FBI rate is is far more concerning um, than, you know, somebody smoking pot once in their life. Yeah. Um, people will say, well, you know, the FBI wouldn't have done it if there wasn't probable cause. There must have been information they had that we don't know. He must be hiding something. Um, and and who knows what the true intentions are. And I'm kind of waiting to find out before I pass any judgment. But yeah. um, I think absolutely they're going to they're going to use the, this against him. And it's absolute wordplay.
1: It's uh, drcoolman.com. Go and check out Dr. Katherine Kuhlman. Uh, you'll see her on Newsmax. Uh, you'll see her on, on Fox News. Of course, you've been coming here for a long time now. And go jo- Is it Instagram that you want people to go to? If they're going to follow you on social, or are you not really into social?
0: Instagram's fine, but Twitter
1: more likely than, than Instagram. No one wants to see my Instagram. <laughs> Your Instagram is scary sometimes. I'll be honest with you. Uh, we actually had a back and forth about that. We'll talk about that next time. Um, when it comes to <laughs> politics though, you mentioned something that really does stand out. Donald Trump was the billionaire's billionaire. Everybody wanted to re- be around Donald Trump. Everybody wanted to be on The Apprentice. Everybody wanted him in their music videos, whether you're a rapper or a country singer or whatever. He was the go-to guy. He's got his own football league and everything else. Decides to run for president, suddenly he's the evil. On- earth which doesn't make sense to anybody how was he able do you think to be that guy that you just said sounds like he's speaking to me when he speaks while the other side i mean joe biden alleges that he's from scranton he's really kind of not and that he's not an elitist and he really kind of is and he's never really had a job in his life but but he purports himself to be the regular guy and he's not donald trump isn't the regular guy he's a billionaire but somehow he can speak to me how does that work
0: well, Donald Trump found a way to connect to the American people. And um, whether the empathy was true or it, it you know, was fake, it, it doesn't really matter. He spoke to the hearts of Americans. You know, he went out and visited with farmers and miners. And, you know, he knows how to build a business. He knows the struggles um, of people that are building a business. He's employed, you know, how many, you know, what hundreds of thousands of of people at every possible position. Right. And he takes care of his employees. Um, you know, he's, he's raised a family and it, and it was the language that he used. He, when he, when he speaks to people, he doesn't use really big words. He goes off script and he makes funny jokes. Um, he makes fun of himself. He makes fun of other people, he knows how to rile up a crowd and amp them up and get them excited. Um, he, kn- he has an understanding of what the issues are and knows how to dive deep and, and just attack it where it needs to be. You
1: know, there are a couple of things there, and it's Dr. Katie Kuhlman. Go to drkuhlman.com, K-U-H-L-M-A-N.com. Um, a couple of things there. One side says he's a, a disconnected um, billionaire who wants to be a fascist dictator. The other side says here's a guy who is living the life we all want to live and gave it up. Lost a billion dollars while he was president, just because he loves the country, and it really is up to us to decide what message we're taking in, right?
0: It, well, it is, and obviously it depends on the sources that you're listening to as well. Right. You know, and I don't, I don't think that we should punish somebody for for being a billionaire or being successful. Um, it, it sounds to me like like he's made some some good decisions in his life, um, and he has passed on some valuable lessons to other people, right. um, and he's incredibly philanthropic.
1: It's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing shakes out. You're right. It's still in the early stages. It looks like an illegal raid to me. Dershowitz said it looks like that. Turns out from the New York Post that the the judge that signed off on the warrant um, is somebody that is somehow you know, connected to far left-wing you know, organizations or people at least. So we'll, we'll figure out exactly what this whole thing is. But I'm glad that you sort of spelled that out. You know, What do you do when you see something like this happen? Do you run away from Trump? Do you run to him? Do you show more support? Do we, uh, do we say forget it? He's damaged goods? And I think those are the politics that are being played out of Washington. It's Dr. Katie Coleman. We appreciate you stopping by. Let's talk about police and the fact that we're seeing more attrition in the ranks. People are leaving before their pensions uh, are even up. I mean people are leaving 2 years before if you waited two more years you get a big fat pension and they're like screw it we're out of here because we ha- we feel no support from city hall. We feel no support from the mayor specifically and we we feel this angst with the people in the in the population. What's happening in the ranks of police? I know that you deal with them directly a lot.
0: Well, I mean, the same thing that we've been dealing with for years. And you know and the problem is is that when it comes to to law enforcement, it takes time to hire them. Right? There, it's it's oftentimes, you know, it's 6-9 months Sometimes even a year, depending on the agency, and you're you know you're running through background checks. They're having to do polygraphs and psychs and drug tests, and then they go through an academy and then they go through field training. And so um, officers are leaving the ranks at a higher, just at a quicker rate than yeah. they can even hire people. And then you also are dealing with you know who are who who can they hire? Who wants to even do the job anymore? Um, and a lot of departments are seeing a lesser quality of candidate because simply put, a lot of people just don't want to do the, do the job anymore. And so the, a lot of times the people that are applying for the job are people that are just looking for job stability. Maybe, maybe they don't feel you know the the passion yeah. uh, for being in law enforcement. And and if, there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, like you mentioned, there's the, the community relations, there's not feeling supported by you know, their local governments or the mayors. Um, and a lot of you know officers that have been promoted, for example, to like a detective or something. You know, they they're finally a detective. They're working homicide cases. This is what they've already always dreamed of doing. Um, the departments become short-staffed, and they are pulling detectives from their positions to go back on the streets and That's run roll calls. Wow. And they're not happy with that, of course, because they've worked really hard, and then you know they haven't been on the streets in five or six years, and. Um, but you know, they have to be responding to calls. And then of course the public isn't happy because it's taking longer and it becomes a vicious cycle.
1: How has the, the left and that's who did it in this country, how are they so successful with saying defund the police? They never said defund the police and let's replace them with this or let's defund the police and then we'll keep you safe this way. They just said defund the police. Now I'm 56, uh, growing up, somebody said, what do you want to be when you get older? I wanted to play for the New York Yankees. I wanted to be a firefighter because my dad was, or I wanted to be a cop. The new generation coming up that we haven't even heard from yet, Katie, hates the police because that's what they've been told their entire lives so far. How are they so effective in in turning complete and utter communities and maybe a whole generation of people against law enforcement and they never offered up another solution? Here's the alternative if we defund the police. How do they do that?
0: Well, and they they offered up some solutions, but the solutions made absolutely no sense. They were like, well, let's throw social workers in and have them respond to domestic violence calls um, instead of law enforcement, because obviously what they need is resources, which is completely asinine. It makes absolutely no sense. You couldn't pay me enough money to show up alone on a domestic.
1: Right. Because you'll be the next victim. Exactly right. I mean, you need somebody there who can stop the problem. Right.
0: Right. And they're one of the most dangerous calls. Anyway, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And, um, you know, law enforcement ends up being kind of the front line and dealing with mental health crises. And um, there, there could be other solutions there. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, the left, they, they cried, defund the police to, you know, and in some cases abolish the police. And it absolutely backfired, especially, you know, look at Seattle, look at Portland, look at Chicago, yeah. um, New York, for example, uh, even in Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is down hundreds of officers. And, and and by and large i think arizona is pretty supportive of our law enforcement phoenix is obviously at the large metro city and, right. and has a democratic mayor um so it's a little bit different there but um they were so successful because they they painted an entire profession as the enemy they made it sound like it's us versus them and they are bad um and they focused so much on right the just the, the very small percentage of officers that you know either make dumb mistakes or you know, purposefully are are very bad.
1: Yeah. And it's minuscule. That number is just tiny. It's microscopic. And and, uh, interestingly, uh, the big media didn't talk about this much, but even in black communities, 70% didn't want to defund the police. And that's the 70% based on whatever questions they were being asked. It's probably much higher than that. Of course, we want police. We want them to live in the community with us. Um, I I like to see somebody patrolling and making sure that we're safe. I mean, hell, back in the day, there was a beat cop that would walk up and down the street. You knew his name. You knew his family. You knew that he was there to keep you safe. So can you and I think I talked to you about this last time we spoke uh, but but it's really important. can you deprogram a kid who's growing up hearing that the police are your enemy? Can, can you make them understand that's not really the case
0: Well, you can i mean it, it just takes it takes work um, when people interact with cultures that are different than their own, it starts to change the narrative in their head about what they previously believed, and that goes for for anyone, right so I might not know you know anything about. The Germans and I might think they're horrible people, but if I spend a week in Germany getting to know people, then my, you know, my thoughts might change, for example. And so the same thing goes with, with, with law enforcement. And so um, I love the idea of, you know, having going back to community policing, having, you know, just neighborhood cops that get to know people in the neighborhood. But the problem is, is that they're short, so short staff that can they really do that when there's calls holding? Can they really focus on that community engagement? And there are, you know, departments that do that. You know, they'll have coffee with a cop or you can go, um, you know, th- there's different community events. Um, National Night Out, I think, was last week. Um which is where departments have big events and they invite families and there's like face painting and barbecues and stuff like that. And that's right. a really good opportunity for people to actually get to know law enforcement. I mean, there's some of the best people I know.
1: Very good point. Hopefully there'll be more re- uh, outreach like that, but the community has got to reach out as well. It can't just be one sided. I think it's Dr. Uh, Catherine Coleman, go to drculeman.com and go check out everything she does again on Newsmax all the time. She's on Fox all the time. What is it? Real America's voice. You're on there too, right? Yes, sir. Nonstop. And of course, uh, a great friend of ours here. What, one last question. I want to talk about the lockdowns, the effect that it had doing school over Zoom or, or whatever, where we were basically inside of our homes and, and didn't go anywhere for, for upwards of two years because of COVID. Um, and, and because of that, we, we started to disassociate from real people. We didn't have human you know, interaction. We didn't socialize like human beings should. And that mentally harmed us. And that can affect us physically too, right?
0: Oh, wait, absolutely. You know, humans are social beings. We, we need to have, you know, relationships with other people. We need to have fun. We need to, to get out of our house and, you know, we need to be social. Um, and that's huge when it comes to, to stress reduction. Um, and the problem too is that, you know, as you mentioned, it affects our physical health. When we were stuck inside all day, you know, not everybody has a basketball court in the back of their yard or right. a tennis court or, you know, lives in a place where they can go hiking um, easily. Um, some people were cooped up in, you know, small apartments in a, in an urban area. Um, and you, you were so limited physically. And there's such a connection between our physical health and our mental health. Uh, we know that people that are, you know, engage in cardiovascular activity three times a week for 30 minutes, that that can be as effective as antidepressants for mild depression. Oh, wow. um, and so there's a huge, there's a huge connection there.
1: Really? So cardiovascular activity three times a week for 30 minutes is as good as an antidepressant for some people? That's amazing.
0: For mild, for mild levels of depression, yeah.
1: How, how do we break out of that? Because the hardest part is going to the gym the first day. Like I went today, and it had been a long time since I'd been. Um, how, do you, how do you break that barrier that says, don't worry about it. You just, you just have some lunch and, and chill out, take a nap, whatever. How do you get yourself back into that mode that we were in over two years ago when it, it's become so commonplace to not do a whole lot?
0: I think what's happened our comfort zone has shrunk. Yes. Um it's it shrunk because of COVID. You know, all of a sudden we everything we, we became lazy and we relied on on convenience. You know, I can grab my phone right now and I can have any meal in the city delivered to me within 30 minutes, that right? That's right, that's true. I don't I don't need to go I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to. Um and so when our comfort zone shrank then um, we we just don't get out as much. And so it takes a lot of effort and it takes really more intention than effort because it's not a difficult thing to do. It's just intention to actually push yourself and to like get to the gym or to go outside and take that walk. One of the things that I, I do, um, especially if I, if I'm feeling kind of lazy that day is I just put my workout clothes on and then I think, well, you know, I'm halfway there.
1: That's, that's, <laughs> I put I on the workout well. clothes. I, I should go do something. And a, true story. It's I, put on, I put on some workout clothes yesterday and never, never went, but today I put them on and I went. Okay. So, so, so there, there's certainly, there's a, there's a, an invisible barrier that uh, I know that I face. And I think a lot of people are like this as well. If you break through that suddenly tomorrow will become easier, right?
0: Right. And, and after about 30 days, it generally starts to set in. It's just, it's, it's dealing with that discomfort for that first, you know, little bit. You know, and especially if if you're somebody and you haven't gone to the gym in a while or you're going to a new place, there is a little bit of like social anxiety when you when you walk in for the first time and you yes. kind of don't know the layout of the gym or you know, just the clientele that are there and you're trying to kind of figure out what it's gonna look like. And so I get that, but right, it's one of those things that you have to push past and just understand that it's gonna be a little uncomfortable at first.
1: Very good advice. Uh, I can't believe you called me lazy during this interview. That's crazy. But but Katie, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. It's Dr. Catherine Coolman. Go to drcoolman.com go check out everything she does on all these great networks and and i'm glad that you're blowing up because you deserve it and i appreciate you coming back today anytime all right we're back after this stay right here this is the joe pag show I appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate Dr. Kuhlman coming on. Dr. is her website. Make sure you go and check her out. Uh, Great information, as always, and we always appreciate her stopping by. So Hillary Clinton, with her ridiculous reaction to Donald Trump getting raided yesterday, I guess just doesn't understand how to read the room. Carrie, if you you would, please.
0: Mm -hmm. From the Daily Mail, Hillary Clinton taunted Donald Trump in the FBI raid on his Mar-a-Lago home on Tuesday by plugging merchandise hats that monetize her own email scandals. Hillary used the opportunity to cash in on sales of the hats, which bear the slogan, But Her Emails. By mid-morning, the $32 a pop accessories were sold out online.
1: I mean here's somebody who's so disconnected from reality. She literally destroyed 33,000 plus emails. Many of them were classified, many of them were government property, and nothing ever happened to her, and she's somehow rejoicing in the fact that Donald Trump had his house raided for what appears to be an invalid reason. I mean that there, there's a, I'm telling you, I cannot even begin to understand the elite attitude she must live with that made her do that. And by the way the picture that she posted on her on her Twitter is about 20, 30 years old. I'm just gonna put it out there. 941 Pags, JoePags.com. Stay right here.
0: This is the Joe Pags Show.